when pastors get together, they, they, they swap ministry stories usually. And, and that can be really interesting, especially when uh, pastors tell funny stories about crazy things that happen, like the wedding that went really bad uh, or, or the funeral that went really bad. There was a guy I know named Walt, not the Walt you know, but a different pastor, Walt, who was filling in for the main lead pastor, and he was a little rusty, and he fell in the grave at the graveside. So that was bad. I was doing a funeral one time, and the widow passed out, and they came to get her, and the guy with the gurney knocked the flowers over. So that was bad. But I heard a, a story about a pastor who was doing a funeral once, and a lady just screamed out real loud while he was preaching. And he thought, everybody turned like, what was that? And her husband had passed out on the floor, and he needed medical attention. So finally they got him out of there, and he finished the funeral, and they went with the coach out to the graveside service, and it was really cold, and it was raining, and they had a heater set up out there. And the pastor had just gotten started when the tent caught on fire. <laughs> and the funeral director was trying to put it out, and he knocked the flowers over. And he said, after that got settled down, he started into his reading of the text again, and he said, everybody started looking up, and it, it was raining, and there was the, that the tent was sagging, and like there was water gathering in the tent. It was getting heavier and heavier, and the so the field director saw it, and he took his umbrella, and he decided that he was going to push that up so the water would go off the tent. You can imagine what happened. It ripped, and the water was right over the front row where the widow and others were, and the cold water hit them. And, he, and the pastor said, you know, he's, he's afraid to go on, but he finished without incident, he said, <laughs> which I'm... Anyway, most of the time when trouble happens, it isn't funny, though. Have you noticed that? Most of the time when trouble comes, when sorrow comes, it comes like a river. It comes like waves. You know, people often say bad things happen in threes, it seems. Like a wolf pack tearing at your throat. Sometimes you get news. It's just very, very heavy of course, you know that back about the time the grass started growing, we started preaching through the amazing prophecies written by a man who Jesus called Daniel the prophet. And now the grass is about done growing, and today is our 17th message and our final message in Daniel the prophet in chapter 12 the passage that Bert just read to us, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13, are the final, the, the final chapter and the final message in our messages on Daniel the prophet. And what's interesting is that the last, there were four visions that Daniel had, and this is the fourth and final vision. And if you remember, the fourth and final vision is covered in chapters 10, 11, and 12. And it's, it was some of the some of the most interesting passages of Scripture in the Bible in terms of historic detail. You remember this, uh, this person that for all the world looks like Jesus himself, may not be, probably wasn't, but for all the world looks like the description of Jesus in Revelation 1 shows 
starts up while Daniel is navigating a river of sorrow and mourning and hardship and difficulty and confusion and he's in depression. He's really not sure what's going and doesn't understand everything that he's heard. And, he's, and he goes out and he walks by the river Tigris. On the banks of the river Tigris in chapter 10, this personage shows up. This obviously a messenger to remind him of God and a message from God shows up and launches into an amazing message that includes over 135 specific historic details of things that are going to happen in the near future of Israel. And then that message jumps in the second part of the 11th chapter of Daniel into the future and begins to talk about things that the Bible says Jesus actually talked about them as happening yet in the future. They hadn't happened yet. So it's very mysterious. It's very enigmatic. It's a fascinating passage. And then there's a chapter break there in chapter 11 and chapter 12, but it's the same linen-clad messenger from heaven who's speaking. When we arrive in Daniel in chapter 12, and what he has to say is a powerful way for us to navigate a river of sorrow in case you ever have to do that. And so today, to conclude this series, I want to share with you the outcome. Daniel at one point asked the question, and what will the outcome of these things be? How is this all going to end? What is going to happen? How will it I want to answer that question in a message that only has 10 brief points. Isn't that encouraging? 10 points. You're back there going, can he do it? Oh, I can do it. The question is, how long will it take? That's the, that's the big question. When I was a youth pastor, Jordan, you'll appreciate this youth pastor story. Uh, youth pastors get to do the coolest things. I, I got to sponsor a trip. I got to uh, head a trip for a, a whitewater rafting. So we go to this famous place for this whitewater rafting. Never done this before. We're in our raft. And, you know, part of the fun is they threaten your life regularly. Like you, you may die, but all let's go now. You know, that kind of thing. And um, what, what I found interesting was that the guides, uh, they're very, very knowledgeable, and they would stand up on a rock, and then you'd be hovering in a quiet part, floating in a quiet part of the river. And then they would stand up over a rock, and then they would just like threaten your life. You know, you're going into the devil's hole. You may come out, you may not. You know, that made it real exciting, felt like it was worth your money that way. But they would, they would tell you what was going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And, and then you watch out for this and keep your feet, you know, downriver and don't hit your head. You know, we, we don't want to lose you. And did you give your emergency information to the lady? That kind of thing, you know. And then you were like, okay, here we go. I feel a little bit like that. Daniel's walking the river of sorrow. And maybe you have too. Maybe you are right now. Maybe somebody's hurt you, abused you, betrayed you. Maybe you got news you hope you'd never have. Maybe things aren't the way you thought they should be. And you're walking the river of sorrow with Daniel. And out of this beautiful passage are some powerful things that are promises that we can claim when we have to navigate a river of sorrow. Here they are. Let's take a look. Get your Bible open. We're going right through from Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1. Daniel in chapter 12 and verse 13, and all of this swiftly before lunch. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, 
who has charge of your people, and there will be a time of trouble, such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. There's going to be trouble. So number one of the ten, there will be trouble. This you should know. You are having trouble now, or you just got out of trouble, or you're about to go into trouble, and specifically for Israel, there is this unique time of trouble that the Scriptures talk about. Some think the church will be raptured to first. Some see the rapture coming at the same time as the return of Christ at the end of this time of trouble. That's not the point today, because whether or not you go through the tribulation, you will go through tribulation. Can I get an ouch from you on that? Ouch. Yes, it's, it's true. But Israel, this messenger tells Daniel, is going to go through a time of bad trouble. And this trouble is a trouble for God's people. Elsewhere, it's called a time of Jacob's trouble. It's mentioned in many other Old Testament prophetic writings, very specifically, and details are given. It's mentioned by Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, like in Matthew 24, 25, as yet future. Listen to what he said. For then, this is Matthew 24 and verses 21 and 22. For then there will be, Jesus speaking, then there will be great tribulation. He gave it that name, great tribulation. The last half of the seven-year tribulation is called the great tribulation. Jesus says there will be great tribulation such as has not been from the beginning of the world. You see how the language is similar? Until now, no one never will be. This is a unique time of trouble for Israel like they've never had before, like they will never have again, a unique time of trouble. That's what Jesus is saying. If these days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, these days were cut short. This time of tribulation, you're familiar with it. You should be, because you look familiar to me. You've been hanging around for a while. A lot of you heard me preach through the book of Revelation. And did you ever notice that a big chunk of Revelation was Revelation 6 through 19, which describes what time? A time of, it's the tribulation. For some reason, God wants his people to have the details about the tribulation. So I would just say, when you navigate a river of sorrow, understand that's what God said. There would be generalized tribulation for everyone, and there will be a specific time of tribulation for his people Israel. Let's move quickly to the second point, though, which is really the first thing that we read in chapter 12 and verse 1. There will be trouble, but number two, there will be a help to come. There will be trouble to come, number one, but there will be help to come. This is described in Revelation 12. This is like the key person or the key figure here is who? Michael. Michael. The ark was called the archangel. And we remember Michael... Michael uh, enters the picture earlier in a cosmic battle with the prince of Persia. This is pretty dicey stuff. And in the Bible, in Revelation, in chapter 12, verses 7 through 9, listen to what it says. Now war arose in heaven, and Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. Hint, hint, dragon is Satan. And the dragon and his angels fought back, and he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. Yay, the good guys won. That's not in the Bible. I, I said that, yeah. Um, and, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who's called the devil and Satan. Now we know who it is. The deceiver of the whole world, 
He's thrown down to the earth and his angels are thrown down with him. That's describing this. That's pretty sweet. In Revelation 12, 12 through 14, therefore, here it is, Jerry, rejoice, <laughs> O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. It's like a wounded animal, right? And when the dragon saw that he'd been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given